He'll be coming back to save you when you do Before the time will come when he comes back For his thousand year reign All these folk will pass away from him From him Gonna do the will of the Father Whatever it may be I'm gonna die to my desires favorite Christmas memory. It could be something that is from the recent past or maybe even something from when you were growing up. Um, and I was, I was thinking about this today and for some reason the only one that I can ever come up with that really sticks out in my mind is a time where we were in Gridley, Kansas, a little small town in Kansas where my grandparents lived. And we were on our way back from Gridley. We were driving um, probably south on Highway 75. And my mom and dad owned a this baby blue Mercury Cougar, you know, with like the d dark blue vinyl seats. And uh, we could, you could pack probably 10 people in that car. And there were seven of us in a family. So we were all packed in the car. And I just remember kind of like being squished up against the window. And I was looking out the window and I could see the stars and, and they were playing Christmas music on the radio and I got this real sense of um, contentment as a little kid like I was we didn't have a lot but I had everything that I needed at that particular moment I had my family I knew that I was gonna get home and I was gonna have at least one gift under the tree and I really didn't want for anything else at that particular time in my life and I just think about that a lot, like how content I was um, at that moment. And, and I definitely think as people and live in the world that we live in today, we can miss that contentment piece so easily because we're constantly wanting more or maybe even needing more in our life. But yet, um, when we find our contentment in Christ, you know, Paul, Paul said, be content when you have plenty. Be content when you're in want. And I definitely know that in my life, there's been plenty of moments where I, I was in need, but I can still be content because I have Christ living in me. And there have been times when I have, I've had plenty. I've had excess and learning not to trust in my things or my money, but just to still trust in God who is the one who, who is the source of contentment for sure. So that's my, my mm -hmm. memory. So... Mitch, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, all my Christmases um, seem to run together. Uh, I enjoy the being with family, um, getting to see the relatives. I may not see more than once or twice a year. 
but for some reason, one Christmas sticks out more than others. I think I was probably nine or ten. It was Christmas Eve night, uh, right before uh, I went to bed. I remember I was so excited. I couldn't wait to wait or couldn't wait to get up the next morning and um, open up gifts. And uh, for some reason, I couldn't sleep that night. And I, it wasn't that. It wasn't the excitement for gifts. It was. Um, I think for the first time, I really realized the difference between good and evil, that there was an evil in the world, and that uh, I needed Jesus, and uh, it happened to be on Christmas Eve, um, which is funny, because the next day we celebrated the birth of Jesus, so uh, that's the Christmas that sticks out to me the most. That's awesome. (laughs) It is awesome. So you were born born again in a sense, just with that knowledge of who Christ is, uh, right at Christmas time. What a gift! It's, it's good stuff. What about you? You know, when I was young, you know, we celebrated Christmas and stuff, but we never had that real sense of family. But there's one year that really that was really different from all of the others. I remember when I was in fifth grade, me and my mom and my brothers and sisters, we lived in Excelsior Springs on, this, on a Wildwood Road or Drive or whatever it was in this little little house. I remember we were, I want to say it was Christmas Eve, my grandma came and picked me up and we went out and we drove around Kansas City and we were looking at all the Christmas lights and we used to really like to do that. And the next day I woke up and you know, Grandma was there. My dad had showed up that year, which was really just that didn't happen. So it was really exciting. And you know, my mom was there, my grandma, my dad, all my brothers and sisters were there. We were just having a really good time. And it was actually, it was one of those years that we didn't have a whole lot of presents that year, but it was almost like I didn't even care. As being as young as I was, I loved presents. But it was like that year I didn't, I was to that, kind of like what you were saying, that contentness, to just be there with my family and just have that sense that, you know, we're all there together, we all love each other, and we're just going to have a really good time, no matter the circumstances. So for me, that was that was definitely a, a great memory of Christmas that year. Um, I think at the time I didn't realize it, but um, my best memory of Christmas was um, the last time I can remember that my whole family got together. And I, I, I don't know, maybe I was 10, 12, I don't know. Our family was pretty spread apart. Um, you know, we don't necessarily get together too often, but I remember the last time we were together, my grandpa, my grandma, uh, my aunts and uncles, and it was like the last time I can remember my mom actually having Christmas dinner at her house uh, when everyone was together. And at the time, I didn't realize it, but now, uh, looking back, uh, having everyone together at one time, just celebrating each other, um, uh, didn't realize how um, unique that would have been until now. So. That, that was probably the best memory of Christmas that I have um, in a long time. So That's good. Christmas is a great time to ponder things in our life, things in our past, whether good or bad. Um, it's a great time to really look around us and see the gifts that God has presented to us in the form of people 
just like those of you in this room. And it's a good time to look to the future too, to really think, where is God, where is God leading me? And, and He's proven Himself in the past. And if God is leading me, I know I can trust Him too. You know, so you must, you must think about what Joseph and Mary were going through at that time um, where Joseph really had to put his trust in God. Now, God took, went to some great extremes to make sure Joseph was getting the message. I mean, he appeared to him in the form of an angel um, just to make sure that Joseph was going to do the right thing. But Joseph still had a choice. I mean, he could have he said, yeah, I just can't do this culturally, sp- you know, spiritually, and in, and in my community, my reputation is too important. He could have easily just said to, uh, to the angel, no, I can't. This is too much for me. I'm, I'm just a human. But Joseph, it says in Scripture, did exactly what the angel told him to do. And he listened to God and he, and he obeyed him. And I think that's a great message for us, too, um, especially as especially as men, I was thinking a lot about our time together, and as men, we don't take instruction as well as, as women do, it seems anyway, or women, women have taken the instruction better than us in the past. And uh, so I think it's good for us to, to look at what Joseph did, um, and he listened and he obeyed, and he trusted God and he was blessed because of it. And so I think that's a good word. I want to want to read some scripture and then we'll and then we're then we're going to talk about this question like what does Jesus mean to you since that he is the reason that we celebrate this day and I, w- I kind of want to hear from you what you th- what you believe Jesus means to you this is from Matthew chapter 1 and this is kind of Joseph's Joseph kind of gets the spotlight in this particular passage where Mary so often gets it in the other, in, in, the, in the Luke version of the story. <clears throat> so it says, um, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Because that's what they were instructed to do. And I love just that picture of just obedience um, in what seemed like such a simple thing to, to our eyes as we look back, but what was which at that particular time was such a big deal for Joseph just to listen and to obey. And I think that's a good word for us as men, especially as men as you're listening to this podcast, and I pray that a lot of men are. Um, follow that. Follow the instruction and the obedience that, uh, that comes um, or that God is wanting you to, 
to um, to follow and, and the blessing that comes from that. I mean, obviously, Joseph and Mary played such a huge role, you know, in our lives because what they did for Jesus at the time has has poured forth blessing upon us, and we sit and talk about it right now. And so when I think about who Jesus is to me, he is not only the the way, the truth, and the life, and, and I can come to the Father through him, but he is he's like my my hero. He's the um, he's the father that I never really had. He's the um, mentor in my life that uh, that has never been disappointed in me. He's never given up on me. Uh, he is the one who loves the chaos that is me, <laughs> even though I'm a mess, <laughs> you know, and I am not perfect. Jesus really does love me and I've experienced that love in in so many different ways and because of that I I can't imagine my life um, any other way other than wanting to serve and love him back like I cannot I cannot wait till the day that I get to see Jesus face to face like I like when I get to just touch him you know and and like Thomas, you know, get to see the the scars on his hands and his feet and, and his side and um, and I don't know. It's weird. I'm kind of a smell guy. Like I want to smell Jesus. I just want to hug him and just breathe in, you know, breathe in his scent. Um, and so I know that sounds kind of weird, but I just I don't know. I'm kind of a I'm a touchy feely guy, and I just I just feel like I can't wait till I get to to just hug Jesus like a big huge bear hug <laughs> so uh, so that's who and I just want to please him I just I've disappointed him so many times in my life and I just I just want him to be proud of me I just want him to say that's my boy you know so that's who he is to me what about you guys uh, when you asked that question, like Savior just popped into just boom, it hit me, and I got to thinking about that, and and that 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 word Savior has taken on new meaning, uh, like since I was saved, and and then saved again, like from the destruction of of myself and the world. So, you know, the save part of of the word savior Jesus Christ is 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 who died and 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 saved me from my sin but all you know but also um saved me from all of this destruction so um i had i mean now just from from that you asking that question, like Savior has just just taken on a whole new meaning. Um, just just tonight, thinking back of of all that that I've been saved from and and all of the destructive habits and uh, you know processes that we go through. So, Savior for sure. <laughs>
Who is, who is Jesus? Think about that question. All right, I can go. Um, it, when I think of the question, um, it's, it's like, where do I start? Um, I mean, I want to say my everything. Um, it's like everything in my life I owe to him. Um, just from, I mean, that I can think of. I mean, without, without him, I don't have the wife I do now. I don't have the job that I have now. Um, so many things in my life, I mean, it'd be different. Um, and that goes into, he's my hope um, in eternity. Um, like Ryan said, Savior. Uh, he's um, the rock that my life is built upon. Um, he's the calm in the storm, um, in the storm of life that I have. Um, he's a shepherd, constantly um, calling me um, to himself because he loves me, you know, and I... Um, wander off and get lost um, to bring me back so I know it's kind of the, the easy way out but I'd go with he, he's my everything um, in this life and the next who is Jesus to me you know aside from of course he's our savior he's our our redeemer our friend but when you asked that question, what really popped into my mind was he's our role model. He's our perfect role model. Our perfect father, our perfect... We could just look to his life for every situation we are to you know, come to. We, we know that if we just do the next right thing like Jesus, like Jesus did. You know, um, so everything that I try to do, I try to look... And see what scripture scripturally, you know what would what would Jesus do in this in this particular situation? Because he is the perfect role model. If he's somebody who went his entire life, thirty three years, I might add, without messing up, not one time. I can't go a day. <laughs> so if we can just look towards his life and live the way he lived, and just follow his teachings and. So, I mean, to me, he's just the perfect role model, the perfect friend to go to, to ask for advice. When you're going through something, he'll have that, he'll have that answer. The hardest part is to just, instead of going to our pastors or to our, our earthly fathers or to our mothers or our friends, to go to him and just ask him what he would do because he's the perfect role model. Zach. Uh, so after hearing like Brady what you said about like you you want to just please him you just that's the ultimate and then like the rock I hear that and um, uh, kind of a guideline of uh, how we should live I mean all those I think that's Jesus to me as well um, I, I just I pray that you know when when our actions, especially now, that whatever we do, we're pleasing to God and pleasing to Jesus, and just like um, you know, we we make mistakes and stuff like that, but that He would gently guide us in the right direction um, and kind of help us through our difficult times. But um, He's definitely uh, my you know godly Father. I mean, that uh, I do want to please Him, and uh, I feel like I'm. 
stepping out a little bit and and maybe like uh and then he'll kind of guide me back or if you say something that you know maybe you probably shouldn't have said and then like there's this silent voice it's like hey man what are you doing <laughs> so to me that's jesus there's a cool story of of like when a, sh- a lamb keeps wandering off that the shepherd will break the lamb's leg um, and then carry the lamb until it's healed so that the lamb will be so used to being so close to the shepherd that it'll never run off again. And that thought blows me away because there was definitely a time in my life where he broke probably both my legs <laughs> and said, you, you cannot go any further on your own because you keep going the wrong way. And I'm just going to hold you for... And it's usually about a year... Um, time frame in my life and probably three or four different times in my life there's been a year where God has just held me until it was time for me to get down and go again Um, and right when I came to Christ uh, early on and after my divorce a year went by until I really got connected and started serving the church and then a year went by before I got on staff at the church at the Baptist church and then Another year between really wrestling with whether I was supposed to leave the Baptist church and go do something different. And then it was a little more than a year before the calling came to start this church. So there's always this period of time where God's just kind of breaking my legs and holding me again. You would think at some point, he's like, don't you know how this is going to go? You should get used to this by now. But he, that's why I got my hip broken. <laughs> that might be it. I don't know. Were you wrestling with God? <laughs> wrestling, yeah. That's right. Um, so we were talking about what, um, like, do you have a favorite Christmas memory from something in your life and what does Jesus mean to you? So you can ponder those. Christmas memory, uh, any, every Christmas is a memory for me just because it's time to spend with family and, you know, exchange gifts and whatnot. And just every Christmas I'll consider it a memory. But I, what I see Jesus as is, uh, one, I don't see him as, you know, everybody pictures him as just a picture. And I picture Jesus as a higher power, you know. I picture Jesus as not only uh, a God, but my father, you know. And he helps me through everything. He's my friend. And he's there when you're on your knees and you don't even know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know what to say. And you're just hurt really bad. Mm-hmm. He'll be there. And he's always there. But that's the point where he'll help you the most. Like at the end of high school, I, I struggled really bad, really bad. And then, you know, I was like, I, I, I got to have something. I got to I gotta find something. And, you know, I wasn't seeking him, you know, as often as I should. Well, I met Camel, and he helped me out. And then I started listening to podcasts, and then I started listening to that. And then it just clicked one day. And it's like, okay, man, I know who to go after now. I know who to seek now. And he's always here for me, and he's the one who's going to help me. And... That's when I just pictured him as pretty much my shoulder to lean on, and he'll be there and throw an arm out when he need when I need it, and uh, that's what I see Jesus as pretty much the biggest support of my life and the person I should always walk with. And then in the podcast, one of the things I always say and always pray for is to walk on the tracks with him. He's like railroad tracks, you know. He's always going to be there, and sometimes you get off, but no matter what you go through, up or down, north or south, whatever. He'll go with you through it. And that's what I picture Jesus as. That's good. Think about the families maybe that are gathered around listening or maybe it's um, maybe you're all alone 
right now and you're listening to this podcast, but the, but the reality is, is you're not. You're not alone. Hope, joy, peace, and love came into the world through the birth of Jesus. And it was not just the birth, but it was his life that he lived, the example that he set, the, the death that he died, and then, he, then the fact that three days later he rose again. That is what gives us the greatest hope, joy, and peace. And, and it's how we experience the, the greatest amount of love right now in this world that we live in. So wherever you're at, I pray that you would know Jesus and that you would be able to give a testimony to who he is to you. That's our desire as a church, is to make him known, for people to experience the compassionate love of the Father through Christ and also to discover what it is that God's calling you to do. He's got a purpose for your life, every single one of us. Every single one of these voices that you've heard tonight, God has a purpose for them. He has a plan for their life, and he has a plan for your life too. And so if you don't know who Jesus is, I would ask that you would just get down on your knees and receive the greatest gift ever given to earth. By faith, by believing in Jesus, by believing that he, he, he paid for your sin on the cross, and that because of his resurrection, that, that even though someday you're going to die, You'll, you won't really be dead at all. You'll actually be more alive than you've ever been before because of your hope in Jesus. That's our desire for you this Christmas season. So Merry Christmas and God bless. Let us pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we thank you for the opportunity to be gathered in your presence for where two or more are gathered, there you are. So God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would reach out through the sound waves of this podcast and touch the lives of those who are listening. God, that they would never be the same again because they encountered Jesus this day. We thank you for the stories that have been told, for the memories of yesterday. We thank you for today, and we can't wait for tomorrow because we put our hope in you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, come All who are thirsty And all who are weak Just come to the fountain heart in the stream of life let your pain and your sorrow be washed away the waves of mercy as deep cries out to thee holy Holy Spirit, come All who are thirsty And all who are weak Just come to the fountain 
keep your heart in the stream of life let your pain and your sorrow be washed away in the waves of his mercy as deep cries out to thee come Lord Jesus come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Come Lord Jesus come